This is Pastor Earlier tonight, The Rock was talking to a couple of athletes who some of The Rock's fans may know. Two guys by the name of Mike Madano and Brett Hall. So, cheer me up, babe. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well that sounds good because I could hear Caesar when I was in the longer second without the headphones. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a loud guy. What can I say? That's that's fine. That's that's good for me. I'll take the loud I've for sure. Never had any trouble projecting my voice. Oh man, my favorite sports team lost. This has no real effect on my life and it shouldn't ruin my day. But I'm gonna let it. Recording live from three, count them three locations, this is Past the Rock. I'm Patrick, and as always, I'm joined by two great men, Caesar, a.k.a. LCs. Fly Eagles Fly, baby. And Jacob, a.k.a. Beth Key. What if I continue with the quote-unquote great man history and talk about Herbert Hoover today? Uh, um, yeah, outside of the Transformers movies and his dam, I'm not really sure I know much about Herbie. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a, I think Leonardo DiCaprio made a really bad movie on accident about him. I can't, I've never seen the movie, but I've heard it was not great, but, uh, yeah, no, we're not going to talk about Hoover, but I have been, you know, continuing on my path of watching, quote unquote, and I'm going to say quote unquote, great men, because I don't know how many people understood that I'm not promoting war criminals on this podcast. I just wanted to clarify that and fair. <laughs> oh, and this is like an older DiCaprio, not even like young DiCaprio. Yeah, this was more recent, but he has he's done uh, a lot to a make Clint up for Eastwood. it. Oh, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood thing. Say less. Yeah, okay. Say less. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it happened. Hoover, um, not awesome, dude. Not an awesome dude. I'm gonna summarize it. No right way. There. He he did some stuff, and he he might be one of the most legendary pieces of shit in American history. <laughs> I like that. That is a tall task to go on that list. It, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I'm not even trying to exaggerate. Like he might be in that top ten. He's he's Steph Curry a little bit. Or he's where he's like people are underrating him, but like realistically, that body of work is there. That's impressive in a terrible way. But all right, all right. Well, that's a good transition. On that note, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's speaking not, of domestic uh, terrorism, <laughs> let's talk about MetLife Field. Uh, we're not yeah, not quite there. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Um, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, a fun, a fun week. We've got a lot to talk about, obviously week one of the NFL, pretty big deal. Um, but before we get to all that, we're going to run through some of the other big stuff happening in sports, uh, especially here locally. Um, the Texas Rangers, not dead yet. We're not dead Um, yet. Uh, heading into today, which is Wednesday, the 13th, we were, what a game back of, uh, we're, we got back ahead of Seattle, and I think we're a game back at Toronto or something like that. Something. Oh, I think we're tied with Toronto? Again. We're, I, I know we that... confused. 
So that's, I know that the the Rangers are the second team in the wild card. They are finishing. Yeah. That, they are hopefully going to finish that game if the next two innings hold out as the winners of another game. <laughs> right. I so hope. after after that disastrous Astros crap, uh, we we started to string some wins together against some not as good teams, but now we're in a a four game stint against the Blue Jays, and it's looking good so far. Uh, both first two games. But you're pretty much in charge of them. Uh, obviously, we got some bad news with Max Scherzer's out for the year. Uh, very unlikely for the postseason. Um, What's I new, would, though? Right? I would be. Sh- uh, yeah, I'd be shocked. Uh, I think he got the same injury that Corey Kluber had after his perfect half inning here. Um, so you know he's gonna be out for a bit, uh, which sucks for him. I know. I know he's. He's one of those dudes that is really into it. He's definitely not just uh, playing because he's good at it. He's playing because he likes it. Um, so that, that sucks to see. So, um, but yeah, Rangers are Rangers are playing well. I was actually at the game on Saturday. We'll get to, into that in just a little bit. But I got to see I got to see a win. Um, we got the debut, the MLB debut of Evan Carter, uh, who is pretty much the top Ranger prospect since Profar. Probably even maybe even ranks higher than. Maybe not as high as Profar did. Uh, hard yeah, to say. Yeah, I remember but... Profar being the number one overall ranked. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but he came in and he's he's done great so far. He's hit a home run. He got a got a first hit in his first game. Uh, I think I saw him get a walk. Uh, he's been stolen, but he had two stolen bases in his first two games that he played. Um, he's been fun. Uh, that's the future right there. Uh, I don't even think he's going to be on the playoff roster. I guess it'll all depend on injuries and stuff, but. Um, so that's no. cool to see. Um, it's 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 a nice little preview into what what the next few years could be. Um, once you know, once we're able to focus on the pitching staff, and not have to worry about all the rest of the the lineup stuff. Fair and they Big should Daddy hung on, on the way back. Too. Yeah, back, put uh, yeah. put Evan Carter on the playoff roster. Let let the kid play uh, in I some agree. high leverage baseball hey, and keep thirty two. Yeah, he might thirty two. He might. Uh, That's a hashtag we know. should start. Keep thirty two. Keep thirty two. We've got it. We yeah, got it. We got rewrite history. Stick. Let's get on the Reddit. <laughs> Let's do this. We can't. He, he just someone needs to tell him he's a little young. He may not know. Hey, bro. Like, we don't need to whitewash. We don't need to whitewash Josh out of here. It's fine. I'm just saying, let Josh be, be Josh and let Evan be Evan. We could, because then eventually we can retire 32 and do the little thing, and then it's mm-hmm. like Josh is kind of retired but not retired. It's like we kind of, it's like he kind of is good, but like we don't support him. <laughs> He's bad. Yo. you know, sports teams love that. Yeah, attitude. I mean, it's yeah, it's the the player. I mean, the Jazz still bring Carmelone back, so. Yeah, well, he can't leave the state, so. Um, but yeah, so I just thought it, it's it's good for us and it's fun for the for the area. Obviously, it's going to get overshadowed uh, with with football starting around here. But the Rangers are not anywhere out of it. They played so well at the beginning of the season, and the Astros honestly didn't do anything to take advantage of the Rangers playing like crap for basically a solid month. Uh, in the head-to-heads, they destroyed us. But outside of that, they were doing almost as badly as we were, you know? Uh, right now, <clears throat> right now, the difference is that head-to-head series. Um, so, uh, the Astros kind of fucked around enough for us to still be there, and it seems like we might be turning the tide a little bit. And then, you know, 
see what happens in the playoffs. Get some. How many games back are we of the of the Astros again? Uh, of the Astros, so we Rangers, Astros, and Mariners all won today. So there's no change in that, which means the Rangers are still going to be two back of Houston. Two uh, back with how with, many left to play? Uh, and, and you're gonna have games. to remind me of what the fuck the playoffs look like now. So is there how many spots? To get? <laughs> so each division winner, West Central and East, obviously right. uh, gets in. Then the next three top seeds. Okay, that's what I put in three. Okay. But the way, yeah, the way that it plays out, and we can get into this <clears throat> obviously more when it when it happens. Um, actually, I could share it, but I'll just blow it up and explain it here real quick. Um, yeah, fuck it. And also, I'll just so use basically the the, the lowest uh, the lowest division winner plays the lowest wild card. And then the two medium wild cards, like the top and the second wild card, play each other, uh, and then it spawns out from there. Um, but I don't think they reseed. So if the lowest seed, the, the third wild card, happens to beat the Twins, who are the will be the the three seed, the Central Division winner, because uh, they're seven games up on their division, but they're like ten games back of the rest of the AL. Um, so even I, I'm pretty sure even if the lowest wild card beats them, they don't have to go play the first seed. They would still go play the second seed the way it's set up. So there's some interesting stuff in there. Um, I believe those are, uh, I think those are three game series, the wild card series. I'm not gonna lie though, I I want everyone to understand I'm I'm admitted baseball casual here. When I saw the Baltimore Orioles with the win loss record they had, another oh, five. <clears throat> I was like. When the fuck did this happen? We had that whole. They've been, yeah, I mean, they've been really good. Realized they were good. <laughs> they've been really good all year. Uh, the Rays, the oh. Rays were so good though that people just weren't paying attention to what Baltimore was doing. Yeah, that's uh, fair. And then if you if you think about it, they've been bad so long. They've had all those high draft picks, all those darts on the board to get elite talent. It's paying off. I like when the Baltimore Orioles are good. Yeah, they do once once or twice a decade peek their head up into the competitive baseball realm realm. Um they're not they're not your Royals or your A's or even for the longest time your Rangers who just didn't who, ever compete at all. Who was the ex Ranger that they had that was fucking crushing home runs for a whole season or so there? Crush Davis? Chris Davis? Chris Davis, yeah. That guy was Don't forget. They also yeah. I think didn't they have one or two seasons of the guy who cost us a World Series? Uh yeah, I think Nelly played there for a little bit. Um, probably yeah. They've had. I mean, there's a lot of yeah, baseball so much uh, intermingling. Uh, everybody plays everywhere, especially guys who play for the Rangers. Um, we don't have a lot of life. Even Michael Young. <laughs> yeah, he got he got that season somewhere else. Um, um, Pudge. I mean, yeah, Pudge. One of yeah, maybe potentially our best all time player. <laughs> he still played for like three or four teams. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So that's that's where we're at as far as uh, playoff hunt. Um, Rangers are in it. They're playing well right now. Everything's a little bit more fun. It it felt so bad. Those three weeks were so bad, and especially specifically those three games against the Astros. It was like there's still six more weeks of this. What are we gonna do? <laughs> so hey, we've I'm just lost happy. our starting pitcher. We traded for it. I don't even give a shit. Two. We've lost two aces over yeah. this season. All from the Mets. Aces. 
Yeah, dude. The, yeah. What the fuck? Are, anyway, I, but I like those guys. We'll, <laughs> we'll also, see what the future is with them. We also drafted Kumar Rocker after the Mets decided they didn't want him. It's not looking good for us. Um, so gotta, there's a lesson to be learned we're, we're here. We're trying our fucking hardest with this pitcher shit. You know what I mean, though? Like, you got to give the Rangers credit. They are doing They're, what they uh, fucking well, can, right? Well, they, they should learn a lesson. Friends, avoid like, anybody from the New York Mets who's a pitcher. That just, might be true, saying. though. But we'll see. It's like the whole if you throw you throw enough, something should stick. Something at least one should stick, but so far nothing is stuck. The pasta is all just to the floor. How old is Montgomery? Uh, I have no. He's idea. solid. He's uh, solid. I don't even care if he's not even big. He's solid. I like that. Mid thirties, I'm guessing. Oh fuck. Uh-huh. I have no idea. Uh, that wouldn't be thirty ideal. years old. Thirty years old. Okay. Born in ninety two. Oh. oh, nice. A little bit younger than me. All right. And apparently nicknamed Gumby. Okay, cool. Gumby. Um, I, oh, I did want to say uh, me and Corey Seager were back on the positive vibes train. Um, I still think I was in the right for having negative vibes, but I think that he's done a great job of, do, of doing his end of the deal. And now we're both <laughs> on the positive side of things. So I'm just happy to make that announcement. <clears throat> Of basically being the best player in baseball, not named Otani. Yeah. Look, man. Yeah, he is doing. Everyone. He is doing that. <laughs> hey, the winning time documentary is mostly about everyone bitching about Kareem's effort. You know what I mean? That's one of the goats. So everyone had to go through it. Seager. Yeah. What did he say in airplane? Yeah, he did. Yeah, exactly. That's like oh. the first episode of Winning Time, actually. Too. They put that scene in it. Um. Yeah, doesn't he like cuss out the kid yeah, or something? I remember like, hearing the he clip. He grabs the kid. The... Yeah, he grabs the kid and he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, I've been hearing that crap for a blah, blah, blah. You try to push Lanier and he he names two players. Bob Lanier is one of them. And yeah, yeah. Well, I remember with the in the airplane, but I heard that in the show Winning Time that they have him like cussing at the kid. Yeah, like, and then after that, camera they cussing. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I don't think Kareem liked that. Probably not. I don't think um, he liked that. But anyways, that very that's. Much. Um, so that's an update on where the Rangers actually are. I did want to give you all a brief little heads up about when I went to the stadium the other night mm-hmm. uh, for Loteria Night. Um, so a couple of cool things. I got this T-shirt. This is pretty small. It says Texas Rangers. And then on the back, it's uh, the flags, the Mexican flag and the Texas flag. Yeah. Nice. Very well done. Um, what was cool with this... Uh, I don't know how often they do this, uh, but whoever was running this uh, community night or whatever, it was like, if you pay a little bit extra on your ticket, you're guaranteed a shirt. So it's not like fucking fight, fight to the door to get there or whatever. Uh, so we just like walked to this area in the back, the back corner of the stadium. And it's right next to where they do autographs. So at first I thought I was going to wait in just the longest line ever, but that was just to meet Michael Young. And then we got into like a two person line just to go pick up our t shirts. And they were even offering to sell extras for $15. Yo, which, you should have uh, hit me up. I, I thought about it, but then I was like, I don't know, man. I know how I feel when I go to one of those and the giveaway's gone. And I hate it so much that I didn't want to do that to someone else. Um, I honestly didn't even check the night. They probably still have them. I yeah. Completely forgot to check. Uh, <laughs> not get this to the arena within enough time. For sure. Yeah. Texas Live is um, kind of so a cheat that... code, though. Like, Texas Live really fucks you out of that. You're, like, drinking over there. Like, oh, do we just walk right over there whenever it's ready? <laughs> the whole fucking thing is gone. Yeah. 
We didn't do the whole Texas live experience, but we walked around the stadium for a little bit. It's only my second time to be in there, so still pretty cool, still pretty new. I still hate the outside of it. Uh, yeah, it's fair. It feels like like the one the one side feels like you know like you're everyone talks about like a garage barn chicken coop, and the other part feels like it's just a convention center you're about to walk into. Definitely not a baseball stadium, but yeah. the food court uh, with the baseball in, arena in the middle is dead accurate, dead fucking. Accurate. <laughs> When we got to, we got inside. They were giving away the Lotteria cards. I don't know. So There's a bunch of the the cards. Cool. It's basically Mexican bingo, bingo cards. Okay, I mean Mexican that's what I kind of like. So, so I draw one of these, and then if that's on, this was a La Mano, La Mano, La Mano. Does it have an accent the, over the N? No, it does so not. It does not have. Then it's La Mano. La mano. It's it's the claw, I oh, guess. Yeah. Uh, but there's all kinds of funny ones. Uh, you also get like Martin Perez and uh, La Botella, the uh, bottle. Botella. Is that how you say that? Yeah, La Botella. I like that one a oh, lot. It nice. actually has Coca Cola on there. Uh, so yeah, there's a few of these. Pretty cool. Uh, one of the better giveaways I've ever gotten. Camera, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm showing I'm showing them to both. Oh, you're cameras, showing them to the. So... Oh, right, right. No, that's. I forgot he's tricking us. Season. Yeah, my my yeah. stupid setup where you guys are seeing an angle that's two inches below the actual angle that I'm recording on. Um. That's anyways, okay. I, I just thought that was cool. It. The game itself was pretty fun. Uh, Rangers did well. They won. Um. This so we'll we'll transition a little bit because I also was a little bit preoccupied while I was there. Um, cause on my phone, yeah, I, uh, oh, I should, I should also say a big, big thank you to my girlfriend who got, got us really good seats. We were in section 112. There you go. Phenomenal. There really, you go. really nice. Um, boy. and then part of my time was distracted by staring at my phone, watching Texas versus Alabama. Um, cause that was happening at the same time. And that's the biggest game Texas has played since the last time they played Alabama as you said, outside of all the OU games. I, uh, I should also mention as you're segueing, similar situation. Wasn't at the arena. We went on a little date night though for margaritas at Ojeda's. If you've never been in Dallas, it's dank sponsors. Mm-hmm. And um, we uh, were enjoying a little dinner. They had no cable rights to the, sh- because of the cable thing, the ESPN beef. So oh. I had to pull that. I had to do similar in the in the middle of a restaurant. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't the ideal way to watch that game, but I was able to keep up with it and still watch the Ranger game. I had a good time with both. Um, and then there were definitely people around me, kind of checking my phone to see what was <laughs> going on, yeah, going on on that for a while. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, so that was that was incredible. That was a really fun game. Uh, Alabama's probably not the Alabama that we're used to over the last, you know, three to four years ago, mm-hmm. kind of Alabama, still a very good team. Uh, um, even two years ago. See, a little more young. It's good you to see Texas. Youth, right? Yeah. The O-line, the O-line was a little rough compared to what they usually have. I felt like, te- I don't, I don't feel like in previous years I would have seen Texas uh, dominate any, the trenches for any amount of time in the game. And it was a little more even there than, than I was, was ready for. Well, there's, there's some credit um, to the tech. There's a lot of NFL players from what I understand yes, on the Texas yes. Longhorn defensive and, line. Yeah. 
obviously yeah, is- Texas is getting better at the same time, so it was pr- pretty much perfect storm. Honestly, yeah. last year Texas probably should have won that game, but they didn't pull it off. Well, the use um, of the quarterback probably was, and the injury, I guess, more than anything. Yeah, and then yeah, but then <clears throat> so this year they just, they went out and they took they handled business. They did it. They did it on the road. Uh, so of course, a lot of SEC teams probably aren't their fans probably aren't too happy to see Texas do that before we even join the conference. Uh, it gives me a little. A little smile though. Well, there was definitely um, some clips of game... SEC fans that were going viral for sure. Well, look, and <laughs> obviously, obviously bad. Can't can't state that enough. Yeah, I don't think that's specific to Alabama. I think that's just the video we got. That's a very that's <laughs> a very fair point. Um, I, I know yeah, the same thing. I think a lot of young chats, uh, 18, 18 to twenty four year old drunk idiots are going to say a lot of terrible things. Um, but just kind of lazy. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, there's a video of a Alabama fan calling some Texas players the uh, the uh, F slur and telling them to go back to the projects. And these oh. are kids who went to like like pretty decent to rich <laughs> high schools here in North Texas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, true. There's like IMG Academy kids now. It's like, I don't, it's like I don't expect I don't expect the bigoted drunk 18 year old to be accurate yeah. but it's like come on man at least put some effort in if you're going to be an asshole nuance is uh, not something that is taught in uh fraternity books no yeah and, uh, well <laughs> and look let's, i've I've let's probably... not forget one thing though um, and this is kind of <laughs> related but not related but uh that uh espn allowed the f-slur to fly on live television during a ufc fight a couple times. Yeah, that's a, a couple that times. was a weird bit. Was that on ESPN proper, or is that just on like the ESPN? Plus? I mean, oh, not enough plus. Yeah. Either way, it's still. Either way, it's well, still. Well, that's, well, that's on a live podcast. Was, is it a pay per view? Yeah, yeah, FCC like, may yeah, actually, if it's pay per view, they get away with whatever they want. But um, yeah. not that ESPN would but, want that. Yeah, ESPN that, still but, may not like it because they hadn't pulled it away. But that's probably why they didn't have a delay. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that was um, one. That was one of the. That was anyways, way more flavor than boys. The game itself was the game itself was incredible. It was so fun to watch. It's been a long time since I've had a good outside of every year. Texas VOU is fun. Um, and pretty then, much uh, since. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say this is probably a a win win for Texas, like the Texas fan base in more ways than one. Think of it this way, Quinn Ewers. That's a statement game for the guy. He looked great. Had some really good deep balls, big moment. That's that's a that's a great thing to add to the resume. That could very well push him into like a, if he can build on it into a good draft status. That way, the Texas fans who are waiting on Archie Manning, they don't have to wait too long, right? But what about the Murphy kid? Yep. There, there's people yeah, talking it's... about the Murphy kid too. So I don't think that Archie. I know they're talking about it, but like, like just because. Especially, we're gonna have to learn this more in the NIL world, and maybe Arch Manning works, but I feel like there's gonna be times where some guys are just gonna be valued a little bit more than what they actually end up ever being. Maybe, maybe I mean, Arch is somewhat on that spectrum. Like he may work out, but he may not be like so good that even he thinks he needs to leave. You know? Yeah. Well, the, we'll we'll find out because that name's gonna carry a uh, carries a lot. Yeah, but I mean, if he wants there's, to be a pro quarterback, like, I don't think that Eli, I mean, well, I, yeah, I don't think that they're going to care about the college thing as much, 
maybe when he gets to the NFL that you could make the different argument because obviously we saw that we saw what grandpapa would do whenever whenever push comes to shove so we'll see but um no it is a good thing to have i thought it was a great game to watch for the most part i um i was able to I was able to be a part of most of the game it was really low scoring really tight really um kind of the game we expected and then just like that it was like somebody opened the fucking floodgates and touchdowns yeah and that's what you want that's for lost you get a lot you get that a lot in football i know the we'll get to it but you kind of have the same feel in the monday night game this this week uh with the nfl where it's like the next day it's like oh wasn't that awesome then i'm like i watched that whole game it was not awesome for a lot of that <laughs> <laughs> there was there's a lot of slop it was there, awesome but... that it ended the way it ended for sure but yeah you're right for sure um uh, but yeah so texas <laughs> texas looks really good uh, i think they're they moved them to number four in the country in the ap top 25 right now um last last year in the big 12 uh this is a good good way to leave it if we can do that uh, just speaking of the big 12 when they claimed that win on on social media that one that one was good that was good that was fun that might as well um i'm gonna it's where we're playing in the big 12 that's who we're they're gonna keep it now that's who we're sharing the money with this year hey Uh, i was stunned i knew this whole thing had been going on we had talked about an off season like we could play who he played for thing with the conferences I was stunned when I went to go check the Big 12 standings this year and saw the teams I saw. My brain did not process that that happened. BYU, Cincinnati, who did <laughs> you forget? Like, oh, shit. This, Houston this did happen or UCF. All of them, honestly, were just sort of jarring at first. I was just like, uh, fuck, I forgot this happened. <laughs> um, and then the schedule, I pulled that up uh, to have reference for kind of because I guess I would say as a casual, it looks like, and maybe I'm wrong, the Big 12 is mostly pretty damn open. There's some there's some people there you always got to pay attention to, but there's not like a true um, rival to Texas's town. It's it's really more of... No, not this year. The, the game I'm most worried about now is just Oklahoma right. because it's just every year, every year that's concerned. You got to be concerned okay. with Kansas State because they always play weird it depends. games. It depends on yeah, what version of Kansas State you're getting, though. It's in I mean, Austin, so I feel a lot better about it. That's a big one. And it's know. also... Um, I can't trust that game. It's also more I, about what version... Because I know what you're talking about, Caesar, and you're right. But Kansas State has like a perfect storm that they have brewing. And that's when it comes to bite us an ass. Do they have a big white boy that can run as quarterback? Does he look corn fed? I don't know anything about Let Kansas me, uh, State. You know what? I'll that's check it out. Anytime they have that, we are it's in. Like, Will Howard. Let's let's look at the last Uh-oh. couple of games that they've played. 6'5", 243 from Westchester, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Uh-oh. Oh, Uh-oh. he's Uh-oh. How many oh. rushing yards in his first game or two? Um... 2020, he averaged 4.7 rushing yards per attempt with three touchdowns. Uh, but he's last two years, he's only rushed half the amount. Last year, he only averaged 0.6 yards a carry. So it looks I like they're phasing phasing that out of his game a little bit. All um, right, I'm I'm looking at the previous results, and it looks like Texas has not lost in the last couple years to. Kansas State, but they've been playing. Works. That's another note. Ooh. They've been playing a lot no, of close games though, the, like. This is the exception late, of one year. Late aughts, early 2010s, games. Kansas State, Texas games. This, these are two different programs at this point. All right, but like, <clears> let's let's look from 2018, right? 2018 on, uh, Kansas State lost a five-point game. 
Then they lost a three-point game. 2020 was a weird year for everybody where Texas put up 69 points on them. Nice. Uh, but then you look at the next year, it was by four. Uh, no, five. Last year, they lost by one score. Like, it's it's a tight game, so they might be due for one. Um, yeah, I, I think Texas is moving in the right direction. Um, no, absolutely. I just I just don't want Texas to fall into their annual trap game where they just inexplicably lose a game. That that's they the bitch of this season is all you're looking at is really more trap <laughs> games than you are looking feels, at another sparring test. It feels yeah. like Sark. Well, I think next week might be the biggest one. See how they come out against Wyoming. After but that's the best Alabama. thing is that at least Wyoming is, you would hope, non-conference. there's a wiggle room too. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Wyoming, by the way, I think the best looking sports team in all of sports. I love that look, the brown and yellow. The lo- the logo is awesome. I, it's underrated. It's like I don't the know best, but it's underrated. Man, best. Is a, that's a heavy. That's a heavy I, statement. I I, I love that. I I still I, feel I, like I, because you like the Padres uniforms. So unique. It's very but similar. It depends to on yeah. I, I love the Padres uniforms. Oh god. It depends on the sport. I like. I don't mind Padres because like. Honestly, if it's college basketball, I'm I, I still think I don't UCLA want okay. I don't want brand right. Yeah, I don't want that brown and yellow in basketball. But for a football uniform, it looks uh, fucking fly. That's my point. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, after Texas plays Wyoming, then they get into the conference the conference schedule. Um, Will Baylor have won a game by then? That's a good, <laughs> interesting question. Man, there's some there's some rough stuff going on at the bottom of the big 12. We'll say that. And that's true of every conference. I mean, I even the ACC is fucking Vanderbilt in it. So TCU is definitely probably the at TCU game is probably the one that needs to be highlighted the most because that's late enough in the season where TCU is maybe they've got some defensive struggles still, but ultimately I think that they had a lot of youth that bit them in the ass against Colorado. And by the end of the season, we could be looking at a much more formidable TCU team. <laughs> I do think they'll be a little bit better than they were against Colorado, but I don't think they're much better. At least I enough. think they're, like, you know I think they're I mean? taking like, a major drop from Fort last Worth. year. And yeah. it's in Fort Worth, so that's where I'm like. Yeah, that's... but who's who's really the home team there? And is BYU uh, good? Cause... I don't know. Uh, they scare me just because they're BYU, and they're just... There's going to be a lot of soaking there. in that game. They're just out there. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Well, no, that field's going to be soaked. Be real. I think they're a top 25 right now, though, right? No, they're not in the top 25. They're unranked right now. Okay. They I might be ranked in like, somebody's poll, yeah, but no. Is it just not... two Big 12 teams ranked right now? No, they're not even getting votes. Um, uh, you got Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas State, Texas, and Oklahoma. Okay, Oklahoma Kansas State. is ranked. Okay. Okay, Kansas now, State yeah. is ranked. Too. I mean, they did. Okay. They did win a game seventy three nothing to start the season, so they probably should still be. Yeah, there. I just didn't know how down people would be. I don't know you coming into this season still, so that's fair. All right, fair enough. Fuck. Um, so that might oh, be. No, go ahead. You finished on the Longhorn front, or are we just general college football? Team? Yeah, that's what I was saying. That was probably it for the Longhorn front. Um, well, R.I.P. Stone Durrell. Uh, we hardly knew ye. Let me have it. Let me have it. Someone got it. Thank you. Um, yeah, we don't. Well, no, so we might be for the main game. Hey, but the backup quarterback had a decent game, and so now we can turn our cha- or our focus to what is his name again? Chandler Rogers. Chandler Rogers. All right. So good luck. Let me. Your let name me tell you what is cool, <laughs> um, but we hope your game is better. Um, yeah. Stone Durrell, We hardly knew ye. Um, hopefully, maybe you'll still be a backup. Who knows? 
knows? Some but developmental uh, years. They have a tough test against uh, Louisiana State. Uh, it's not in their favor. Uh, the odds in terms I of winning the game. We're going to be favored in much this season, to be honest. Probably no game. Let's be real. Uh, but on the positive side, Chandler Rogers. He put up this stat line in the second half of that uh, of that football game. He went eleven of fifteen for two hundred and one yards. All right, in the air, and then he put up forty nine yards uh, on the ground, three touchdowns. So, you know, for one half of football, that's a really great stat line. Maybe he can build on it and uh, look decent against uh, Louisiana State. All right, well, uh, can but he play not... defense as well? Mm, no, nah, I, I, doubt right, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. He but, uh, step up his game. But we still love the main green. I got it over the shoulder. And, look, I know that looks like it's a peace sign, but if you also look at it from a certain angle, it's the kirk But, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, talking football, college football. Um, I watched some other games. Colorado's still primetime TV. Actually, that's a good way to finish. How do you feel about Colorado beating out the Texas uh, Texas Alabama game for ratings? I'm not surprised. It's yeah. the hot thing. That's crazy, though, right? That's really like. I mean, I I don't I know. That it, isn't. I really. I don't impressive. think that is that crazy. Uh, I, I think it is when you consider Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Also, Colorado. Uh, what what time was the kickoff for the Colorado game? It was the it was, first game on, I think. Oh, yeah, Saturday. noon or 11, 11 noon. Yeah, yeah you're always gonna have more people than six on a Saturday night. That's always gonna be the be the case. Oh uh, yeah, but yeah. with also with what because of last week that doesn't surprise me that Colorado they could have been playing nobody it could have been a scrimmage against themselves and they'd have more than anybody looking at it that's that's what that's what Dion is right now like that's yeah, how big he is it's, um, it's crazy important. that it's that he has this effect when all he's doing at least from a viewer's perspective he's just standing there on the sideline this isn't <laughs> This isn't Dion the player. This is Dion the coach. Oh, yeah, but he also gives he still gives the interviews, and you see him before the game. Yeah, but like talking, if you think you about it, that's just the vibes. That's such a small. That's just a small portion of the broadcast. The announcers so spend tiny. the whole time talking about him, and about what he said already, what he's gonna yeah. say already. If, you know, if anything, the person to watch on that team is his son, because his son has been balling out in these first two games. Oh, he's already getting photoshopped into jerseys after NFL Week One, baby. Watch him be the next Atlanta Falcons quarterback. He's coming home. Steelers would look nice. Steelers, yeah. Kenny Pickett's not very good. Vikings. He's not bad. Not very good. You know, you know that he would look good in that in that throwback jersey that they had. The other no, day. I feel like it's the Falcons, right? Uh, Fight Club champion great. Arthur Smith gets fired, and Prime and Prime Junior go to Atlanta. That'd be a hell of a homecoming. That's a story, right Deion's there. Dion's not coming to the NFL if he's not going to Vegas or Dallas. So, well, I don't I think like... Dion's coming to the NFL. Period. Uh, he's he's kind of going on saying side what his attitude is. Potentially work one day, but is kind of one of those. If, he it's is just more like whatever a manager, whatever he wants to do. Yeah. If he wants to go to the NFL, he's going to get hired at least once. Oh, yeah, sure. but what I'm what I'm saying though is he's going on he's going on the record saying like the problem that he has with the idea of coaching in the NFL. Versus coaching in college, which is the coach-player dynamic and the power dynamic that exists in each league. And in his own words, it's like he does he's not going to have the same control over the athlete at the pro level that he will at the college level. 
but understanding well, that's the other part of the, the problem. problem is that you can't take Dion at his word for anything. Sure, Dion just I'm talks gonna, to talk. So I also believe <laughs> he said he was going to build part. up Jackson State, build up I mean, his historical black seasons. college, and then and then bolted immediately. Yeah, I mean, no, he did, he did, he did build him up to be a good FCS school. Weirdly enough, they can't compete for a national title in the FCS level. So I can see why you would want to go away after that point. Is that that? Well, well I mean, you could always wait for him to be promoted, but it took Villanova forever just to become a dog shit FBS program. <laughs> yeah. The real, the real story is that that's going to be the story every week uh, is what happened there, even though that team... We'll see. I mean, they could win the Pac-12 easily, so who knows? They'll be around. Or they have the collapse. I'm pretty sure they have uh, the USC Trojans this week. Like prime prep. Right? Uh, no! This week? Sorry, they don't. No, they it's have, like another uh, week, I think. They have uh, Colorado State, then Oregon, 13th ranked Oregon Ducks. Then they have USC at home. And, uh, well, the Pac-10, or the Pac-12, sorry, they have a they have a lot of ranked teams for a, for a conference quickly crumbling. Um, yeah, it's a tough schedule, just based on the, looking at the rankings of all the squads that are remaining on their schedule. So, he, he could build himself up a nice Heisman resume, him or Travis Hunter, if uh, Travis Hamder can uh, put up some, some good stat lines on both sides of the ball. Yeah, uh, not not to take anything away from him, but I, I'm, I was just I knew it was going to immediately happen that like there was just no way he's going to be able to recreate <laughs> that TCU game was insane. That's just not possible to do that, keep that up all the time. Uh, but it still played really well. Um, yeah. So they're they're fun. They'll be interesting. Uh, not just a whole lot going on in college right now. No crazy, really not too much craziness happening either on or off the field outside of some vague doomsday conference talk that's kind of my favorite though is the business behind it but it is a little boring for our format it is funny to watch play out via news reports but, well uh, i mean I there is one look- like kind of scandalous story involving mel tucker but like i don't really know too much about it that's fair i don't think i heard about this um, we didn't. So Michigan State's head coach got fired because he's being suspended. accused of rape. Yeah. Oh, he's not suspended. Or he's not fired. So fired on the art on the article on Espen, it's he's suspended. Uh, and he adamantly denies claims that he sexually harassed Brenda Tracy, uh, a sexual assault awareness speaker, in a statement Monday and called an upcoming hearing about the claims a sham. All right, that's yeah, dude. He uh, allegedly assaulted a lady who literally is in like a charge of a foundation for this kind of thing. I don't know what the truth is, but that's next level fucking jackassery and boldness. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about this. If true, if if false, there there is one. There is one aspect that needs to be talked about, and it's the uh, the discourse that I've seen. Obviously, it's coming from ESPN, so I'm you know not. Take it with a grain of salt, but the discourse being like, "Oh, he, this should, this should, he should be done. Like he should be done." When people are just like glazing all over uh, Urban Meyer, who's done 
some pretty awful things as well. Yeah, yeah, that's always the bitch of these situations, and unfortunately, we're gonna have to get into this kind of conversation just very <laughs> briefly again. In yeah, just a couple. Yeah, months. but. Obviously, we don't have enough mar- information there's, to there's uh, really like a, make it. A pretty big difference. There is a difference. Sexual right. harassment, assault, and just and just being a dickhead. But yeah, I agree. I formally agree. I think that yeah. Urban's wife is the one who should have issues. But I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know enough about either situation to to make a, a bold enough claim. This is the first I'm hearing of the Mel Tucker stuff. So yeah, we'll thank you, Caesar. Because I don't want to feel like we're glossing over that. I don't either. think I've. I don't think I've ever heard anything about that guy. Well, it, uh, Dan, what is his name? Mark, Mark D'Antonio? Mark, yeah, he succeeded Mark D'Antonio. He just finally retired. He had been their coach for like 30 years. Yeah, and then okay. Mel Tucker, like, he, the, it was just weird, like, him taking over and then getting a big uh, contract oh. extension, despite not really having done much at Michigan State either. Like, you look at his resume and you're like, well, maybe there's realistic uh, expectations for Sparty. Yeah, so... Who also know. is, in my opinion, a little underrated on the uniform scale. Just a little yes. bit. I like their shade they of green. Like a, they look like a, a movie, like a movie where they don't get the rights to any school, so they just like do a generic uniform. That's what they look like to me. It's hard. I'm so uh, it. You once you have like the the um the white basketball one with the uh, green script font when Magic mm-hmm. was playing, it's just hard. That's an iconic jersey. So maybe I'm biased. Oh, that's uh, fair. Yeah, I don't have a big college basketball history. Oh, to, he to he was one and of. done at Colorado. Uh, I think that's the that was the big hoopla regarding his hire at Michigan State was he didn't do mm. that great at Colorado. He he put up a five and seven record, then bolted to Michigan State. Because he was probably a part of the staff before, and so then he yeah, was naturally one of the guys. Yeah, but he was a uh, he's a former NFL guy, uh, defensive coordinator, uh, mm. interim head coach at one point. Fuck. Uh, and then he was at Bama for he was at Bama in Georgia for a little bit when he returned to college. So I don't that I mean that's about it. Um, there also might be another chapter added to that Wikipedia page. We'll update everybody if that happens. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll, um, we'll definitely have more information by that time. So that'll just uh, throw up one final, one final little hook 'em horns, and uh, we'll go ahead and pass this rock on to Bethke for Bethke for basketball. Well, I'm still gonna do this. Oh yeah, uh, one sec. Don't worry, I pass it for you, Patrick. Oh no, sorry, we can redo it. I, I wasn't happy with my performance here. Let me. Oh, oh, he's got the glove. Wind up the pitch. <laughs> hey, dude, take a little heat off that. My yeah, God. I like I like the idea that in order to pass you the ball, I throw it as hard as I can. <laughs> I had to match the energy. All right. Um, that was also my fidget ball, and now it's across the room, but we'll be fine. Uh, Actually, uh, real quick, real quick, real oh. quick. This is gonna be a fake a fake out. I'm gonna stop oh, okay. everything and start it back up just to make this easier to track later. All right. Boom. Rangers. We're gonna spend the next Rangers win. We're gonna spend okay, the next uh, forty five minutes talking about how great Dennis Schroeder is and how he's the world's greatest player. 
I love that. I love that. That's how we're starting. Just cold starting from right there. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I was going to add that. We're going to get to that aspect a little bit later, a little bit later for the hoopla this week. Um, I wanted to start with some quick housekeeping notes because I want to make sure that we kind of get all the other little things done, but I don't want to waste too much time when we have such a spicy Team USA content to get to. Um, so um, I'm actually going to do some reverse order as I have listed because this is faster. Steve Ballmer made an interesting note that I thought you guys might want to comment on, might share opinions or thought of. He wants to change his um season ticket ownership now probably not entirely but there would be another version of season ticket ownership i'm sure along with the normal and um this would be a season pass where steve would essentially where essentially the clippers would let you and a few friends share this account he, he described it like netflix and only the people that share this uh season pass you know whatever four names you put on this list are allowed to uh, attend the ticket with the tickets whatever i'm sure there's ways to finagle it and we'll find out i just am interested in it and he specifically said this is the target um are they cheaper than regular season tickets um no yes yes i think so yes 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 because okay. he said something about the price accommodation i just forgot whether he said it was more because otherwise yeah yeah like otherwise it, it wouldn't make sense so yeah that that's cool um, otherwise then you were just people already do that you know what i mean it's, yeah it's, it's right that's fair yeah. yeah then he definitely said lower i um, think most people aren't reselling their season tickets just some are and of course this is him trying to combat a very specific issue he has but i think it's a very specific issue that funny enough he has because of where he plays unfortunately most of the other nba teams have just because of the brand but he's of course trying to make sure that laker fans aren't bombarding his stands all the time which is fair. Um, there's a lot of stuff he's doing. We'll get into the arena. Laker, do Laker fans go to Clipper games? When they play the Clippers, for sure. And I'm sure they do anyway because it's cheaper uh, sometimes. Uh, but when I they play... Assume they'd be like, that's not real basketball. I don't watch that. No, because honestly, fuck, I, I bet a lot of them go because it's cheaper over the years too, right? <laughs> well, I don't uh, think you get a lot of Yankee Yankee fans going to Mets games, but they don't share an arena. So Yeah, and Balmer talked about a lot cheaper, of that. Bomber talked about a lot of that, and it was really embarrassing too. There was some stuff I didn't know. He was like, uh, he was like, yeah, you ever see the Lakers playing on Sunday? Uh, all right, Saturday in the morning? No. He was like, you ever see them playing during football season at, on primetime hours or whatever? No. <laughs> I died <laughs> laughing. I never thought about it, but I, it was funny. Um, so anyway, interesting thought on the new pass. That's all I wanted to get into. The whole new arena for the Clippers is still about a year away, and so we'll get to that when it when actually matters. Um, Los Spurs cut campaign. Um, I found that one to be interesting and not necessarily something that's like big revolutionary, but it was um, interesting for two reasons for me. One, uh, this is a really interesting and nice uh, reserve guard, potential fringe starter for any potential team that needs one. Um, and he'll probably be on the low. I also found it interesting, too, because this was something that Oklahoma City and San Antonio found themselves in. And when I was making my own lineups and rosters to try to kind of track who I felt were, if the playoffs started tomorrow, who would be playing in the playoffs for the Spurs and the Thunder and who wouldn't and who would be on the fringe, right? Who wouldn't even be in consideration? And there was so many names, so many useful players that I thought, at least on the fringe, and I was like, how are we going to make this? And you saw uh, Houston ended up cutting Garuba and Ty Ty Washington. 
the Spurs have made this decision and apparently have to make a couple more, I think, to get their roster trimmed down appropriately. So Spurs might end up putting another rotational player on the market soon. Um, so it's good for the French teams, for the Miamis, for the you know the teams that might load up the cap uh, this year. Um, I think the only team he can't legally go to is Phoenix because I think that rule still exists. Um, I think he can't play for the Phoenix Suns unless he plays for someone else for a considerable portion of the season first or something like that. There's some weird way to get around it, but um, so campaign back on the market. How low do the rosters have to be? Like 14 names? Um, so it's you're gonna have 13 guys and three two way players now, I think. Is that math? No, there's 18 I the people. Spurs, I think there's 18 the people on 20. roster. Yeah, there's 18 there's rosters. 20 spots right now, this year. so. Yeah, okay. there's 15 guys I think you have on the active, or you can have, and then you have three uh, two-way contracts. Um, yeah, because that expanded this year. Uh, but anyway, so um, yeah, uh, interesting little note. Uh, do you miss campaign already? Uh, yeah, I lost so many hours of sleep <laughs> wondering who was going to fill that 7th through 11th spot on the bench. And before anyone gets mad at the Spurs, they basically just got a second round pick out of all of this. So there, it wasn't just weird management. I know that could be easy to look at, but they, there was a second round pick obtained in this transaction. Same for Oklahoma City when the Spurs, they acquired their guys. I think the Spurs get a lot of benefit of the doubt with That's their moves. True. I just sometimes people get a little crazy, a little, little confused. Um, we're not going to comment on it, um, but. Kai Jones and the Charlotte Hornets are well on our radar right now. Um, just everything about the Charlotte Hornets is in concerning territories. Uh, Kai Jones had an interesting video that went viral. Some people were like, yo, this is out of context. Some people were like, he's on drugs. Some people were like, this isn't how drugs work. And I, just, I don't know the <laughs> truth, right? I don't know the truth. I'm not going to get into it. He could also be prescribed the drugs, drugs that people were alleging that he was on. So... Um, there's a lot of rush to judgment. However, one thing uh, we can't say is there's there's some more stuff that came out today. So we'll see. Um, Charlotte Hornets, what the fuck's going on? To the last bit of not fun news before we get into some other stuff. Um, the NBA um, is hopefully uh, going to announce a suspension uh, and or an Hopefully an indefinite suspension. I don't know if they go as far as banning in this situation. Uh, but Kevin Porter Jr. was arrested, I don't know when, a couple days ago in New York City uh, with some pretty gnarly accusations of domestic violence. Um, I have also seen some weird reporting about there being like a rebuttal to that from her, from, from the females, uh, from the, uh, from his, uh, from whatever, the complainant, or I don't know how that, all that legal term works. I'm bad at that. Sorry about it. Um, if you're listening, but you fucking better be. Anyway. Um, he, he could be watching. Well, he definitely better be watching. I only tell people YouTube now. I want them to stare at this. Look at this fucking hillbilly shit right here. A patch. Look at that patch. You like that patch? Anyway. Beautiful. So this is a serious topic. Um, I just don't. This is not a serious podcast all the time, so it's hard to get into this range. Um, I All I have to say is I hope like hell the NBA does the right thing because there seems to be enough evidence. I think we. it's also important to note that they're going to go through an investigation process um before they can do anything formally so this isn't something they can just rush to judgment on like everybody wants them to 
Um, they'll deal with that the same way the New York City legal system is going to deal with it. And um, yeah, uh, the only bitch of it here is, of course, last year we dealt with this or two years ago, I think now we dealt with this. And um, I was, Bridges had to uh, take a leave of absence for a year. He didn't have the same, nearly the same record and amount of issues in his past. He had a couple, but it wasn't this bad and this subject particularly. Um, so doesn't look good there. Um, we will update as necessary. And um, I didn't vet it, but shame on the Rockets if you're trying to trade this guy. And uh, LOL, LOL, LOL to any team that trades for him. If that happens. I mean, the Browns got Deshaun Watson. Yeah. That's, and I get it. I, but if you're going to go, there's one thing I have to say as an NBA fan. <laughs> I know that Chapman pitches for the Rangers. That's fair. But there's one thing I need to, that this is kind of why it bothers me here, right? Is the NBA likes to take these moral high grounds. It's in the so house. Often. Well, they like to take these moral high grounds so often, but then they'll do stuff that sort of undermines that and undermines the good work they do do. Do 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 do. Like uh, not only not only is it domestic violence, but it's domestic violence technically against another employee of the same organization. Not really. Uh, Desiree uh, or Kesare doesn't uh, play in the WNBA. Oh, she's not in the W. I thought no, she was. She was very yeah. That was unfortunately people just saw that in her bio, but she was barely in the W. Okay. She's not. She's not. Not good. that it affects the story at all. I was just giving the NBA a harder time for. Yeah. No. That's fair. Deal with it. It would have looked like that. Yeah. Um, either way, um, you can just look around the league at all the coaches. There's like four of them off top that have that are still coaching and are in the, are going to be in the Hall of Fame despite some charges. So, I hope that they'll do the right thing here. I don't expect it. Any further thoughts? It's not a good subject. But. Rockets uh, bad. No. Yeah, yeah, the whole situation is bad, and uh, yeah, hopefully, like um, you know, just uh, hopefully that the 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 victim in the situation is able to like recover, right? Because I heard of what the yes, obviously first and the, foremost, the detailed reports don't... of it are, and it sounds like that was a obviously it's terrible. Yeah, it sounds like just. Uh, like I said, I, I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, uh, I don't know what the exact facts of this case are, uh, but if they are, if they are true, there's going to be very yeah. little way for him to get around this. Or like, if it's even like <laughs> remotely like yeah. half of what you hear. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. So you just, uh, you know, thoughts are with the, with the victim in this situation and you just kind of hope that the whole thing figures itself out. And, and and don't be weird content creators. We don't need the whole... I've been seeing this from a lot of the Twitter accounts, and I guarantee you if I Google it on YouTube, we've been seeing... talking to me? No, 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 not us. Not us. <laughs> not unless you're going to do this, but please don't. I don't think you would do this. Yeah. We're getting career retrospectives already on this kid. That's... Oh, give, give it a rest, guys. It doesn't matter if he blew his career away or not. That is the least important part of this conversation. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's not as funny as the Aaron Rodgers 2023 Jets highlights. To tease later. Exactly. Um, that is a that's that a is lot a more that we will we will move that's on. That's a lot to. more funny. Yes. Um final bit of housekeeping. I need to explain some rules to you guys, unfortunately, but I will do this oh. as quickly as I possibly can. 
Um, People just can't be flying through the air like that, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there's been some rule add, changes. Add um, that to the soundboard, by the way. Ooh, that'd be a good one. Foul. No, two fouls. <laughs> um, uh, so there is now new rules in place to try to keep NBA stars from sitting out games. Um, the first one, uh, or this is all sort of a summary from Bobby Parks, uh, who does a hell of a job breaking this kind of stuff down. Um, he said that had Bobby this, Park, Bobby Sparks, had this been a part of the league last year, 11% of the league would have been impacted and, and 48, uh, six players would have been impacted specifically. Um, just to give you some data, a little cold data, um, this is called the PPP plan. Swear to God. Just let that one sit for a second. Um, Why? <laughs> because the other one was called the PRP plan. And I guess this one just slightly changed it. So then they just didn't think about maybe the timing was bad. Um, uh, way to go, NBA. One star player uh, can be DNP'd unless deemed officially injured. And I'll, I'll explain what that means in a second. There is now also no more long-term shutdowns like we saw with Damian Lillard, uh, John Wall. If y'all remember, he had his little handshake agreement with the Rockets a couple of years back. Um, yeah, that one seems a lot more difficult to oh, parse out. But I found the gray area, buddy. Don't worry. Because they put the gray area there. It's the NBA. They, uh, what is the Star Wars thing? Only the Sith deal in absolutes? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not, not how it works with the... And they are firmly the Jedi over here. Um, a team doctor is who makes the officially injured ruling. That's always been the case. It will continue to be the case. Here is where the new rule comes in. An automatic investigation can be triggered into these situations. And essentially, there's three things that do it, but I'm just going to list off the rest of this stuff. And because it's basically any of these things, if you flag any of these things, they can automatically investigate your team physician. Um, so, first of all, a star is called anyone who is an all-star and all-NBA player within the last three seasons. Three seasons. I'm going to do a brief interruption here. Hmm. So now the way I'm seeing this is fans are going to get together and be like, we want to force this team to play this player. So we're going to make him an all-star or, or that, you know, the bits that teams or fans do sometimes and just get some spare guy in like teams aren't going to be able to sit that guy because the fans decided to make him an all-star. You can't I let the fans, you can't the let fan, the fans be involved. So the fan in vote, this. the fan vote is a very small part of the process and it only has ever really gotten a couple fluky things to happen for the most part, it still keeps the best players in there. And injury ends up ends up adding so many all-stars, it's kind of like the Pro Bowl. It's not as bad as the Pro Bowl, but it's 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 trending a little bit more towards the Pro Bowl than I'd like it to. Um maybe this changes that. Um, but yeah, the voting rules, the it really the issue with the voting rules with the NBA is that the the fan vote is the first thing that comes out because and then it just takes all that reaction and then but the actual process isn't that isn't how they go so um, you won't be able to arrest any stars on national TV unless of course deemed officially officially injured um, 
teams have to balance between their rest loads between road games and away games, which is essentially just the league saying that you should do these rest days and home games and not away games. And um, your resting players have to be present and visible, which is, I guess, sort of the Kyrie Irving rule because he did it with Dallas. No, Mavs fans won't know what I'm talking about. But in Boston, he famously just fucked off for their whole playoff run one year when he was injured. And that's, I mean, that's common in a lot of sports, though. <laughs> when guys are like on the injured list or whatever, mm-hmm. they don't always... Like, sometimes in hockey, they'll be in, like, the, the press box or whatever up top, uh, mm-hmm. or the owner's the owner's box, but that's about it. So, yeah, I, I don't know what if what that really is, more than maybe just the NBA is like, hey, can you guys at least be there and sign some fucking autographs? <laughs> that's kind of how I took that rule, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, pre-approved back-to-back allowances for... Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. There is a LeBron rule. God love him. We knew there was going to be a LeBron clause. So here's your right. official LeBron clause to this rule. Is this part of the gray area? Uh, I guess. I wouldn't call this gray area because this is literally written into the laws. It's basically an actual LeBron clause. And if you think I'm kidding, let me read the clause. Pre-approved back-to-back allowances for players 35-plus or that have played th- uh, 34,000 um, regular season minutes or a thousand games played total so just lebron lebron and chris paul who also had a you know hand in some of this so okay Okay. that's the that's the reality of that uh personal or here's the gray area finishing in the gray area personal reasons are still allowed and there's end of season flexibility so the potential of still tanking is kind of there. It looks like they might be more lax on this rule towards the end of the season is how I read that. And here's the biggest piece of gray area. The most important piece of gray area. I call this the Kawhi Leonard clause because I am almost certain that Kawhi Leonard could be the one who does it. The team takes the fine, right? So the players can still technically disagree with the medical opinion and sit out anyway. It's interesting that the team takes the fine. Right. Now, my guess is that would, if they if someone was to do this... I would team fines. Huh? Yes, but essentially what we're saying here is in this situation, the player can basically be like, na-na-na-na-boo-boo. I'm, I don't agree with what your uh, physician says. My doctors say something else. I'm not playing, and you have to pay the fine. Now, yeah, okay. in all fairness, they may have... There might be a fine in place... For the player due to their contract or another part of the cba i'm not familiar with but i'm interested in that loophole i'm also interested because i think the Kawhi leonard issue is interesting because Kawhi leonard not only would most likely do this steve Ballmer is also very likely to be like i got you Kawhi. no big deal i'll take yeah. the fine so i'm interested to see how that plays out that's the gray area i look at um, but specifically, um, things like Dame Lillard shut, shut down, uh, potential Dame Lillard shut down this year if a trade doesn't happen, those would all um, result in that automatic review, and then the NBA can take uh, action. My guess is that that investigation would also keep players in check, too. So maybe that's so, not as much gray area as we think it could be. Is there is there anything that says, like, for those who, you know, I, I feel like one of the gray areas would be, that you could just suit your guy up, play him like exactly one minute 
and then just sit him the rest of the game. Yeah, uh, a good friend of ours, Jesus, said that in the group chat whenever when it got announced. Yeah, I mean, today. but you'd be you'd be less a guy in your. I mean, not that they use every guy, but sometimes you need every guy. So it's a, it's my, a risk for sure. I mean, then you would just play him if you, you absolutely My need guess him. is, Cease, and this is what I told Jesus, I'm pretty sure that would trigger the investigation. Doing that right there would trigger the investigation. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure like, based what off... What did you have? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure based I off mean, this information. Because one of the examples that Bobby Marks used in his um, story was a couple years ago, Kawhi Leonard... Um, and Doc Rivers actually are basically the inspiration for this rule because there was a point where Doc said that Kawhi felt great and that he didn't need to sit anymore and Kawhi sat anyway. And so that was partly what inspired this rule. So. Well, I mean, just uh, in this scenario where like, say, you know, you, you suit him up, you play him like a minute, maybe like the first minute or two of the game, you just sit him down and like, all right, you could just, uh, I feel like you could just make something up, right? Like, it's a disciplinary issue. Or... We'll see, dude. We know people are getting no. creative. Um, but remember, for every time that someone gets creative and gets away with it, there's a Jason kid spilling ice on the court. It's not always, it, it's just an experiment, <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't think, I also want to say, I don't think these are harsh rules. These kind of feel like rules that they're putting in that they hope will solve this issue but that they can grasp a little bit stronger hold of if need be next year, if it doesn't actually work. It does. It feels like it's tough to define a lot of it. And I really, I still think the all-star thing is such a weird bit, like so hard. To they had to make it expansive though. Cause if they just did all NBA, that would be tough. That would be really tough. That's a much more exclusive group. Um, so. Yeah. I think they I think they knew that All Star at least gave them a little bit more wiggle room, but ultimately, like I almost wonder if it would just it would be better just do like I guess I was gonna say like like the top two or three slots on your salary cap or whatever. You would hope uh, for the most part. I think salaries have gotten to a better place where that could kind of work too, but um, yeah, I mean, you would still obviously have like rookie contracts. That would be weird because all those guys. So they would still have to figure out something, but they might add more clauses to this as they go. That might end up being one of them um, as we move forward. Because uh, I know the Spurs fans on Twitter. Yeah, this is almost that, assuredly not not the final form or whatever this is. Yeah, and um, the so Spurs Nation dug up a little fun fact, and this was in Marx's thing too, but. Um, <laughs> uh, about how many games the Spurs of stars have missed over the last 30 years. No, no, no. Although, yeah, I guess that's fair. But no, no, this is about Wimby. So uh Wimby is not a oh, part he's of not this, an all-star right? or an all-pro. Right. He yeah. doesn't qualify. But if he makes the all-star team this year, I think that he would start Does, qualifying after the all-star yeah, break. Kick in during the season <laughs> yeah. or after oh, the season. That's so I think it would kick in this season. So that's just a funny caveat. To if I don't know does. how much rest he's going to need. But... I also don't think he's going to make an all-star game his rookie year because I think people don't realize how hard that is. There's And how <laughs> few slots there are just in like, the NBA. Like how many times people have ever done that? I mean, maybe he does. He's a rare talent, but that's it's tough, dude. It's really tough. Like that's not, that's not super. Yeah, didn't know. Uh... Just to bring it back locally, didn't uh, uh, when Luca his rookie year, didn't wasn't he like top two in voting and just didn't make it? Probably in fan voting because of Slovenia, but yes, the yeah. media did not vote him in and coaches. Um, 
It's just yeah, there's so so few spots, it's impossible. And if you it was a healthier year too, I mean that's really the thing is maybe if there's a lot of injuries, but anyway. like you have to already be all NBA basically. Mm-hmm. All right, well. That is the end of the housekeeping notes. Um, I did want to finish on announcing that the WNBA is starting their playoffs tonight. Connecticut Sun already beat the Minnesota Lynx in the first game of the night. And uh, the uh, Aces in the Sky just tipped off right now. So 1-8 is Vegas, um, Chicago Sky. Vegas is probably the best team in WNBA. Should be a sweep. But the Sky had a lot of turmoil this year, traded away their pieces to us. They actually had to fight to get into the playoffs just so that their lottery pick wasn't conveyed to um, to the Wings. Um, and so um, they had a lot of turmoil. They were the, their team was the one that had the coach dip on them and all that shit. So I kind of expect mm-hmm. them to pull out a scrappy game, at least in one of those games maybe. But should be an easy one for Vegas. Liberty is the two. Liberty Mystics is the 2-7. Mystics uh, couldn't be more beat up if they tried. If they were healthy, they probably would have been the four seed, not the wings. Um, so that means they should be a good test for the Liberty, but ultimately should be a beatable team. These are all our best of three series, by the way. Um, like I said, the Sun got the Sun got game one over the Lynx. Won pretty handedly. Obviously, I didn't watch very intently since we're doing this. Um, but I'm not too surprised. Uh, Lynx have looked like one of the best teams in the W. Um, at times and sort of bouncing back and forth because of their youth. And then the matchup we'll all be watching starting tomorrow or no, sorry, Friday. Dallas wings, Atlanta dream. Uh, essentially the Dallas wings are playing a younger version of themselves in the Atlanta dream. Um, so this will be a fun test of where they're actually at. Um, you would hope that they would win this series. I don't think that they have enough maturity and age uh, and chemistry to do it in a sweep. Um, but, be looking forward to that um i will also put in the caveat if they lose in horrific fashion that could be um not great um we definitely have some young star players that we're still wondering if the chemistry will work and we know how that goes so big test for the wings starting friday um watch the WNBA. now on to the big stuff unless you guys have anything else all right uh, on to the fun topic of the, well, I guess last week. It's kind of died out because I think it happened, what, Friday of last week? Or Sunday, no, Sunday was when we officially didn't medal. Um, Team USA did not medal at the World Cup. And I'm okay with it. Um, I made a pros and cons list. That's fair. It is a womp womp right? like- It is a womp womp womp. They haven't medaled in a non-Olympic event in a long time, isn't that right? Uh, I think just the last two World Cups. But um, I mean, just any like non-Olympic FIBA event, like I feel those are the only two that I think they even the rest of them are played by guys like Langston Galloway. And no disrespect to Langston Galloway, but y'all even remember him playing in the NBA? I don't know if I've ever heard that name in my life. All right, well, you know what? That's what I'm talking about. So. No, with all due respect, the World Cup and the Olympics are what we were really worried about here. And um, the World Cup, not so much, right? That's part of the list. But I, I will, I'll get into the Team USA thing. Let's announce the rest of it. Germany won gold. Uh, so that's a tough beat for Maxi Kleber and all the Mavs fans for life talking shit about Dennis Schroeder before this. Um, Dennis Schroeder is now the best player in the planet. Congrats to him. Uh, I don't Those make the rules. rules. 
I don't like the rules. I don't like the rules. You just force him. I just force him. Um, sorry, LeBron. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Ron. Sorry, Curry. Sorry, uh, Nicola. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Bron's been the best player in the world for a while. No, now, but he's but... A, he's he's hit that age where like since he's still playing, you just out of respect, you have to say the name. It's like the. Oh, for sure. Just, you have to just say very, it, even if very, it's not true. Very, very, very high <laughs> level. It's still a very, very high level. Um, the Serbs got At silver. At least when it's, when it's going well. Serbs got silver. They were a little sad about that. I was a little surprised, honestly. Germany was really impressive. Um, and Canada got a bronze, which was not as awesome because it came at the hands of Team USA. Um, uh, did Was was Dirk there? Dylan did they show Dirk? got to be a hero. I don't. Dirk was there throughout most of it. I don't know that I ever saw his part of the celebration. I saw a lot of the German. I would assume for him, that's like him. almost as big as winning the NBA Finals was seeing Germany win that. I don't know. Have they ever won that before? No, I don't think so. Not now, because I, mean, I don't think they had much be of a huge. team before him too. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a big part of why Germany has the culture they have in basketball. So I hope. Yeah, I, yeah, I hope I it was a great assume, moment. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah, now that you say that, I don't think I saw Dirk's reaction. Um, but I did see him a lot um, on the sidelines, so I know he was there somewhere. Um, but yeah, my pros and cons list to Team USA no longer being this dominant. We'll put it that way in the world ranks. Now, remember, there was a time where we weren't. That and to be dominant. fair, they also same same with the last World Cups. This isn't new. Yes, this was well, but we were kind of thinking, is that an anomaly? This we'll get it back, you know, that's not as big a deal. Now it feels like this year, especially, we sort of have a more a different reality we all have to accept. And that's why I made this pros or cons list. So I'm gonna start with the pro, start with the positive side. Globally, things have changed to where the talent gap is closing in. I don't care what Twitter says, I don't care what they think that our fifth string people can do, because clearly they can. <laughs> I know that the World Cup isn't as important to us. At the same time, we weren't the only country not playing their best players. You know, sure, Germany was pretty much at full staff. You know, I'm sure they still could have used Maxi, but they had pretty much everybody else. Um, the Serbs obviously could have used Nicola, but they weren't hurting without him. Um, and Canada was playing a lot of their best players for the first time ever. So it really isn't that great of an excuse for me. Um, and I'm just really happy uh, to see that talent gap close in a visible way, not just in a Team USA lost this, like Team USA got beat. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what that talent gap is really like based on where you're headed later, because this is it. Oh, yeah, I get it. We've seen what the talent gap looks like between, you know, our you know, our A tier, maybe not our S tier team, but our A tier team. Actually, I'll get to that in my second pro as well. So, but yes, that is definitely a thing. Um, the World Cup is treated like the AAU trip. This is my first con. We're treating the World Cup like an AAU trip, and that's really cementing that stereotype for American basketball. And that's what I don't love. Not psyched that we treated it like an AAU trip. And I'm going to get into some of the details of that in a couple other cons. I was going to say, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? But essentially, we're all, all this non-basketball heads. The AAU circuit is, you know, at this point is that's amateur basketball. Who doesn't, no, that's youth, yeah. Pre, pre-college youth. Heavily, pro basketball. heavily sponsored either by uh, athletic uh, uh, corporations like Nike or um, 
by former NBA players themselves. Um, these AAU teams kind of range from all over the place to top tier elite elite to some really goofy rich kids that got together a basketball team, if I'm being honest and frank. Um, so the AAU circuit is a hot topic in international basketball because a lot of times that's what international players are, are also talking about. Our international fans are talking about in a talent gap closing. They're talking about how we keep getting worse and worse because our players are more into this AAU thing. And essentially, the AAU is being accused of sort of making these prima donna superstar stereotypes that everyone thinks about with American basketball. And it's not and it's not always wrong. It's just unfortunately, it's I feel like it's really glossing over how many guys don't end up acting like that, that come up through that AAU process. I don't like the AAU process myself. I think there's a million things that could be done better about it, but this isn't the best way for, you know, I, I think that I think it's a little bit of a stereotype. At the same time, it's hard to get away from that stereotype when you treat the world fucking cup like it, you know, when you just get a bunch of dudes together and you're just vibing and you're not playing defense and you know what I mean? You're just, you know, taking turns, tossing the old uh, ball around. So that was what my, but my, yeah, or it's was. more, more vacation than a, a basketball exactly. tournament, hanging out with friends, hanging out with friends. That's basically what I mean. Second pro. And to get onto what you were talking about earlier, um, fans globally give a fuck about the World Cup. Like, this means a fuck ton to Latvia, to Serbia, to Germany. You know what I mean? This this means a shit ton. Um, even to the host country that was terrible. The Philippines was absolutely thrilled to have everybody there. Um this is a good thing for us ultimately because internationally we still want these fan bases to fall in love with the game in fact there was a crazy serbian pro basketball game you guys should look up where they played in an open air stadium i think to start their season and it was just flares all i feel over like the i place. saw something about that yeah and it was just yeah, yeah i think i saw some clips of shit that, tons of people with flares where nba players were like yeah <laughs> no that's not for me man that's true i'm not saying we need to do that here either because the lord knows there's some other stuff about european fans that we don't want to imitate um but i mean i love i like that i like a lot a lot about korean and japanese baseball is that it's got more of the european soccer vibe like it's just a little bit rowdier you know yeah you want to have fun at the same time um i don't need you yelling weird shit about the players girlfriends i was actually no but i would take i would definitely rather have the fans all singing songs versus some dude pressing play on a fake organ doing the same fucking pop beats at me for an hour straight without a break absolutely and i hate i hate going to the nba arena and hearing how many fans actually root for people to get injured actively out loud that shit still blows my mind anytime i see it maybe maybe, maybe we got that. an issue That's in crazy. dallas maybe we got an issue in dallas but people need to learn how fucking oh talk. dude Ma- dude mavs the Mavs crowd is just the worst. And so I was always the it's, lower. I feel bad for I feel bad for the Mavs fans because the crowd there just gives them a bad a bad look. Yeah, the snobbiest. Come in second snobbies. quarter, leave third quarter, mm-hmm. act like an ass. Yeah, they show up in the second quarter, leave like in the middle of the third quarter. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah that's that's that's, that's the making of Cuban's own. That that's my positive. I'm happy to. I'm very happy to see. Um, the fans globally being excited uh, again there is some annoyance especially with Giannis feeding into this fucking world champions bullshit uh there's some arrogance about the international world that i'm laughing at right now because i'm like you like you guys know what's coming 
You know it's coming, right? But anyway, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, Ready? Second con. Uh, there was three players who did not finish the tournament. Brandon Ingram left two games to go. Jaron Jackson Jr. and Paulo Bencaro did not play in the last game. That is not awesome. Because that only further cements that AAU bullshit. Especially because... Those known player decisions? They were alleged things that were very vague with stomach issues and whatnot. Um, I didn't love that. And after the loss, especially because Brandon Ingram would have left after he saw his role diminished from starter to six man and struggling to contribute even in that capacity. So it's frustrating. And especially someone who really holds a lot of stock in Brandon Ingram as a talent. That's just frustrating to see, but ultimately it is what it is. It's not a complete referendum, but it does start to make me worry a little bit. Um, Sorry. You good? Uh, third pro. This one actually is kind of what we're going we to just uh, hinted at a little bit. American fans need to come to the reality that even our best competition is still going to have to earn it. The Serbian team at full power can probably take out or probably can hang with our Avengers a simple squad that we're, we'll get to later. It's like, I just want to see it because I've never seen it before. And I would too. I've never really in my life since I was five, the 96 Olympics probably the last time, maybe 2000, probably 96 Olympics is the last time we really fucking rolled it out there mm-hmm. that I remember. So this is one of those things where I'm really excited. I would love to see Serbia uh, be full strength. I mean, of course, Nicola could win another title and say, no, nah, I'm good on the World Cup or on the Olympic thing. Uh, who knows, right? Um, but beyond just Serbia, Canada. Kind of surprised he plays for FIBA. I didn't even think he liked basketball. So, oh, you know, that guy's an interesting guy. I think that we make that joke a lot, but he clearly cares a lot, you know, because he's. <laughs> He's, yeah, he just it's just different. He's done a lot of actions, and that's just rare. We're just not used to guys like Nicola in, in sports, in American sports, I feel like. Because he just does the work, and it's just kind of over. And then he's just partying in Serbia for a whole offseason. He's back for the Well, yeah, work. and he's, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a little bit more open and on, actually honest about, like, I got shit to do. Like, mm-hmm. you want me to tell you that I'm just doing basketball literally every second, but I have a life. <laughs> oh, and he's done all he needs to to be great at what he does. So there's no no apologies needed. Um, Canada and France, um, I don't know that they're going to be in their peak performances next year, but their futures are certainly very bright. I mean, they both have under 25, like what, probably five to six high level under. 25 guys at this point so that's that's not nothing uh germany is pretty much in the same boat since uh franz wagner's young as hell um they'll still have to get some talent around it lithuania still has demonis sabonis to lean on and australia is going to be the interesting one they've got a few young guys we'll see how they end up developing uh and spain who's still sort of searching for their australia Spain's still sort of searching for their next NBA superstar. I think they have a harder time because they're most of the great Spanish players don't really want to fuck with us. Um, historically, they just haven't gotten a great shot. Um, I think we also have, um, I think there's a lot of cultural issues that we struggle with, with the Spanish players coming over to the NBA. Um, 
because you've seen a lot of like their really great players have come over and they've been like Rudy Fernandez was pretty good. Uh, Juan Jose or uh, Navarro. Is it not Juan Jose? Juan Navarro. I forget what his middle name is. You saw some really talented dudes um, that just were like, yeah, you know, I kind of had some success here, but like, fuck it, I'm dipping. I'm headed, I'm headed out back to Spain to play for my home country, make some good money, and I'm the star team player. I don't have to be a role player and all that bullshit. I don't have to play defense over <laughs> here. All that shit. It just happens. So it's practice. So that's kind of why Spain is never really. I, I don't. I, they're struggling at least for that NBA player, but they're always going to be competitive. Um, my uh, was this third con. Grant Hill. Grant Hill. I'm a little worried about who took over. Grant obviously has a lot of history. He's a Hall of Famer. Would have been one of the best players of all time had he not got injured. I firmly believe that. Um, at the same time, he's a nice guy. Very formal. Great head of the operation. Is he going to be harsh on Steve Kerr if, if he feels like Kerr didn't do enough? Is he going to be harsh on these players the next time it comes to picking the World Cup? Um, because, you know, as we're going to talk about, the Olympic roster may not be so hard to put together. The World Cup is going to be where he really makes his money and where he needs to have a little bit more detail. Maybe tryouts need to get back into being a part of this. Um, whatever it is, let's just make sure we're giving ourselves the best Team USA. Um, because ultimately, it's not even that the guys got beat, you know, in a, in a way that I felt was honorable. They, they really weren't very competitive defensively throughout most of the tournament. And that's pretty troubling. Especially for a fucking a bunch of American players. Like, come on. We can't shut people down defensively when we have all the best athletes at every position. Um, well, let's say, I guess if there was a World Cup for us to do poorly at, it's the one where all the games start at 3 a.m. local time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's always a positive in that. but And like I said, I'm not, it's not doom and gloom. I just don't want us to also be putting out a bullshit product. I want us to be doing our best knowing what the World Cup is to us and to our players, and knowing that the world is probably going to beat us more than they won't in that tournament. Um, my last pro, this is still a great experience for our young players, and I think it's a great vetting process for the future stars of the NBA. So I'm still, I think Anthony Edwards won big out of this. Um, I wish I could say there was more guys. Maybe Mikel Bridges, he had some moments. There's a lot of other guys that I was just a little frustrated in, and I think that kind of showed in the lack of chemistry. There was a lot of who's going to do it now kind of thing. It was just, but it was mostly just felt like it was Ant's turn to do everything all the time. Um, so that's why I think it's important for Kerr or whoever's going to be coaching the World Cups to sort of have this vision of understanding that you're grooming the next best superstars as well. Like this should be a stepping stone in the process of being a superstar in, in the NBA. And uh, my final con, they let fucking Dylan Brooks slut us out in the last game, bro. What the fuck? Of all people? Yeah. Of all people? That's the only bitch I, I didn't really know the, got. I didn't even know the guy was Canadian, honestly, until the World Cup got announced. Oh, That shit pissed dude, me off, just, man. He, he went off like it was like the last chance he'll ever get to play basketball. That was it. Was nasty. I was so embarrassed to check that box score. I, I eventually went back to oh, the dude, box. It's the gonna game. be so fun for him this this season going going through the NBA, just talking shit about the USA all year. I agree, and honestly, Houston needs him desperately. So if he's gonna us, if he's but... gonna bounce back, uh, it's good for Houston because they paid him a lot of fucking money. 
Um, but yeah, uh, so the Avengers team, uh, late was it like I think it was Monday, something like that. Uh, Shams like tweeted that. out that LeBron was wanting to put together a super team, um, in the 2024 right. Olympics. Um, mostly naming Curry and Durant, but there was more names in the actual report Tatum and Dame Lillard and all you can, all that you could be. Um, so I put together a little bit of a roster to give you an idea what that might look like. Uh, the guards would be Steph and Devin Booker, most likely. I guess it depends on the, how big a lineup you play. Uh, the forwards would be LeBron, um, although I guess LeBron would probably be only a starter as far as... I think LeBron would probably be a starter, but he'd only play like 20 minutes or less. I think Kobe did similar in his last uh, Olympics, um, where he basically just... Or maybe even does exactly what Kobe did and just comes off the bench for a little bit. Um, you, think, you think if you're running Team USA, Kobe would be your your marketing point of like, this guy who wanted it more than anybody also wanted this. You should want this. They use Kobe for everything else as inspiration. Mm-hmm. Why don't you use him to build up Team USA? I guess the World Cup's different than the Olympics, but... It's different, and I think that LeBron is just not going to let, let that go. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he wants to play the whole fucking 40, you know? I was thinking of, what, like, Grant Hill or whoever's, like, putting... Like, when you're trying to get the team put together and motivate the guys to mm-hmm. get him to care, like... Where's your fucking mama mentality right now, asshole? Like, I, I don't <laughs> you say it all the time in your post game interviews. Where is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to have any issues at all getting this team put together. I think that Curry and LeBron have been flirting with this idea for a long time, and this is the easiest way to give it to everybody. Um, Durant should go. I don't see yeah, why God, he wouldn't. God forbid they wouldn't have done it this year. What, what are they all? They're like, oh, you know what? We need to be two, four years older. Well, I think there is sort of this Mexican standoff when everyone knows that everyone's going to ditch on the World Cup. No one commits. So it's, I think they're, I mean, whether when they want to admit it or not, I think, you know, maybe knowing that maybe who, what was the chicken or the egg? Did Nicola back out or did they? You know what I mean? Obviously it was both basically, but. That's the thing. Is that I don't know how to make the World Cup a more important pressing thing compared to the Olympics. It's just unfortunately because the dream team happened during the Olympics, now it'll always be the Olympics. That's all I can do. Well, and the World Cup's newer, right? Yeah, I don't know when they started the like significantly. World Cup. Uh, no, I don't think yeah. it's that new. I think they may have just started doing it a little differently. Because um, FIBA has been around for since like the 40s or 50s or some shit. Um but yeah, so that's the interesting news for the Avengers Assemble squad. Um, the only other note is that we're still trying to lower Joel Embiid. So potentially it could be either Anthony Davis, Bam Adebayo, or Joel Embiid as your starting five. Huh, 1950. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. We just didn't really do anything with it. We probably really had nothing but... There you go. Can you tell me who has the most FIBA World Cup titles? Spain? USA, baby. Tied with Spain, Yugoslavia. Oh, the former Yugoslavia. <laughs> he read that somewhere. The former Yugoslavia, <laughs> a nation that doesn't exist. So, that makes so much sense. Yeah, they used to run our ass out of the gym. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, if the Yugoslavia. I'm guessing that's when we were sending amateurs. It was. Yeah, they beat Doug Collins. That's how we got here. Is they beat Doug Collins in a college game, and then the rest was history. Uh, they beat David Robinson. Doug Collins happened before that. Doug Collins had an embarrassing moment that they say was rigged. 
David Robinson was the star player of the amateur team USA. They got beat. And then then the next time we put it together, it was the the doomsday squad. Green team. The rest is history. But yeah, that's the end of the hoopla this week. Um Super teams, doom, doom, doom. super team coming soon. LeBron going to finish his career off with a super team, whether the Lakers can help him or not. So shout out to LeBron for doing what he always does best. LeBron James. LeBron James, Lakers, 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 LeBron James. Lakers. Messio is great. Oh, fuck. I got to grab the ball. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back with part two of this week's Pass the Rack. This is Pass the Rack. I think you've had enough. No? Now you've had enough. Bitch.